You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 102. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack a Lagging Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 102. Santa Dos. <laughs> Rolling our way into the good old triple digits pretty nicely here. Man, Second one. look at that. Whew. It's awesome. 102. Yeah. One. Guys, one. Yes, and one. We're having some fun. Interesting. <laughs> Steve's going way back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Since he knows what I'm talking about. I don't know that hot dog is old enough to appreciate that. Uh, no. Can't no. appreciate it. Hence the word interesting. <laughs> well, it wasn't nefarious. I'll tell you that much. Man, it was a good new word. And then I saw it somewhere and texted John about that. I don't remember where it was. It was over the weekend or something that I saw the word. Um, but anyway, it's good tutelage last episode. This time, we are coming to y'all with the topic on, is the grass always greener on the other side of the fence? Well, I don't know. You know, you, you see the cows sometimes, and they're over there poking their head across, scratching themselves up with the barbed wire, doing all kind of crazy stuff, jumping through the fence. Goats doing the same thing. So, you know, it's not just in our lives. You know, the animal kingdom as a whole, I think, also looks for those um grass greener opportunities especially the beef oh better nutrients in that green grass huh tastier or they had all the green grass on their side of the fence and we're ready to matriculate over to the other side well growing up as a country kid i saw there was plenty of grass still in some of those maybe they were just not very intelligent cows they were like oh man i gotta get that flower but i guess something else we'll discuss is what happens whenever the farmer Say he just is 30 minutes after spraying that green grass with Roundup. So there's all this poison and it looks deliciously green. But I'm suspecting when they start munching on it, they're going to realize quickly, ain't something's wrong with this green grass. Look at that analogy about CC. I know. Should have known he'd put this thing back So this will be interesting because sometimes I think in decisions in life, it's like, is the grass greener? We will find out. <laughs> Might be poisoned with Roundup. Maybe it's just that spray on grass. That looks Could super be fake green. grass. You can't even eat it. Like that house you looked at, I know. Could be dirt. <laughs> I can't taste good. Well, after that wonderful introduction to the topic, we're going to spin our way into the good old would you rather. And Johnny Boy's got it for us this week. What you got, John? Well, this one is coming off of some conversations that I had with the hot dog man of Lake Charles. And I just want everybody to hear some of these um, things that he's discussing. So (laughs) would you rather go to the theater or go to a sporting event? Should be easy. We've been... Molding it over for days. Who's taking it first? Um, let's go with Hot Dog Man of Lake Charles. Yes, this is in conjunction with the trip coming up. And this is actually a really good Would You Rather here. So CC just got apprised of the news that I'm going to go to New York here in about a month. And I would like to go to Madison Square Garden. 
catch a sporting event. But these plays apparently are through the roof, man. I, I don't know if it's necessarily my cup of tea. It's a long sit, number one. <laughs> At least there is an intermission I'm hearing. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. That was one of the things that I, after we talked the other day, I was like, well, I need to let him know that, you know, they do give you a break. I know he, he gets anxious and jumps up and wants to run around during dinner. So <laughs> they do give you an intermission yeah. about halfway through, maybe a little bit over half, and let you get up, go to the restroom, have a snack, whatever it may be. They so have adult beverages break. at some of them. You can. I hear they have candy too. So they do have and candy. candy, but I hear you cut back. So I did, man. Fast food the first time in a long time. But in any event, this is down to you know trying to get the sporting event in, which I'm going to be doing, and a play. But there's a couple plays. Wicked and the Lion King is what's what's really happening here. And so I was talking to John, and John is so excited about these things, along with a couple of my other buddies, very into this situation. You said Cannon was too? Yeah, Cannon, Lee. Seems like Craig. Craig's a fan. Um, That I was like, dang, man, maybe should I forego? Because I wanted to watch the Knicks play, but based on the night, we're not going to be able to make that happen. So it's putting our situation that I could go to the New York Rangers hockey game, or I could do a play instead of that. So two plays and no hockey game or one play, and rolling over to Madison Square Garden. So, um, also on the trip is Alexandra, who is a fanatic of New York, and probably has seen like 10 plays up there, who is also a big fan. So I'm kind of sitting here, and after talking to John, it was like 100% to zero sporting event versus one play, and now I'm kind of like maybe two plays. I don't know. Well, you know, you got two really good ones that are on the line for you. Uh, Wicked and The Lion King, which I've seen both. Um, Hamilton's so. on there, too. Mm-hmm. That was discussed, apparently, another popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm leaning toward knocking out sporting event, I think we just discussed. I'm going to try to catch the Saints playing the Jets, the New York Rangers playing somebody, and the next night go to the play or the night after. So you would rather do all of the above, apparently. I'm trying to do them all. <laughs> I am trying to get a little t- I like to taste everything, man. It's like tasting all the, the flavors. Um, but there was a debate whether to do two plays or not. And after John's hypeness, I kind of started considering it a little bit. But I'm sticking to my gut and going to go to Madison Square Garden and get that in. CC, what you think? Man. <clears throat> yeah, just from you know growing up playing sports and liking sports, I've always loved to go to professional games. And so that would be my knee-jerk, my my instant answer. Um, but man, I do love good Broadway shows. My girls are really into them. We went to a few plays, you know, it's a different experience. It's a story. It's like watching a movie, you know, sporting events. It's John says the lion and lion King is like a daggone real lion. Oh, it's, um, they do. It's crazy. You would all, at first I was like, ah, Broadway, you know, but man, when I started going, it's like real deal, man. The actors are awesome. The, the audio, the music, a lot of times the special effects. So, it's pretty sweet. I mean, I, I love both equally. Um, if you're contemplating, when's the last time I watched a hockey game? I've uh, never been to a, so I've never been to a pro hockey game either. There's that going on in this whole equation. I would prefer to see the Knicks in the Garden, but that's not going to happen. So, would, would Alexandra prefer hockey game or show? She'd prefer to go to shows every single night. We were there every day, all day. I think I'm pretty confident of that. But we're and we're going to get one in. But this real question that why John's bringing this up is two shows and no hockey game. Or one show, one hockey game. See, basically, it's, if you want to boil it down another way, show and go to Madison Square Garden or two shows. Madison Square Garden's a pretty famous arena. It is, yes. They do shows there, too. <laughs> Concerts. Concerts, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I went back to Hot Dog. I'm just contemplating his, his situation. Probably because I 
would love to be in New York watching those things. What, what would you do, Craig? In your situation? Yeah. I would do one sporting event, two shows. <laughs> you would do oh, all these. So you would go to the football game in the daytime. Yeah. And catch the show that night and then the other show. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. And Hamilton, we had, that would be awesome as well. You could, if you go, I got to go to three shows and the football game. <laughs> They're really worth it, man. It's awesome. And not that sporting events aren't. I mean, of course, I'm. Hockey, I watched a few games. I, I wouldn't lose any sleep if I didn't yeah, that's kind of watch it. You know what I mean? But I, the I mean, shows are actually going to leave an impact man, and I might lose a memory. Like, oh, man, another pull, John. We know where you're at. <sighs> well, you know, I, I've been to some major sporting events, and it just depends on the sporting event. Um, you know, yeah, you had some able, good comments about the hockey the other day. I was able to go to um, some hockey games in the past whenever they were a lot more feisty back in the day. They've kind of tamed them down a bit. Um, but also, you know, I've seen LSU and a few national championships. I mean, I would take that over any Broadway mm-hmm. show. Um, but going to just go see, you know, the Giants or the Jets, somebody like that, that really don't have a whole lot of... Uh, see the Jets play the Saints, though. Uh, yeah, that, that is a little different. Um, but I'm much more passionate about the LSU Avenue. Um, I understand. But, you know, going to the um, theater situation, you know, I've seen Wicked, I've seen The Lion King, they're both amazing, and, you know, something I was trying to express to Hot Dog over here is, um, you know, they're not really comparable, they're completely, the two, Wicked and um, The Lion King are just two completely distinct shows, you know, one of them, Lion, I mean, uh, Wicked has just excellent music, the musicality is amazing, just storytelling it's funny it's um lighthearted it's just great and then on the other hand the lion king music is amazing i mean both both shows i mean you're gonna have singers who are better than probably anybody you've ever heard in your life uh, everybody in the whole show i mean it's just amazing how well they sing and the costumes and the different characters um you know that they're mimicking the animal behavior it's just is mind blowing how how well the stuff is done. So, in the situation that he's going into, I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm showing it up. I'm going to the shows." So, something you should experience if you haven't. Well, the tickets have only been bought into Wicked so far. That's definitely happening. So we are on the cusp of. He wants to be popular. Look, <laughs> some lines. So we're gonna leave that alone. Uh, but I mean, can you imagine all in one day? Amazing. <laughs> I'm an experiencer, man. I will say, Craig, also, I have talked to John a lot about this. And um, just think, at the end of it, you're going to be like, it was the best day of my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, John, I'm getting to see, like, his old school traveling self come out here really hard. I mean, the guy has New York down to a T. (laughs) I don't know about all that. He's definitely lighting up. Uh, it uh, it was a great time, you know, and I had some family that lived there, so I had some local tour guides, so that helped. So he was, was also to, out to the wee 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 hours of the morning. True. I don't think that dude was sleeping. Basically, I was <laughs> trying to get him to go Just, do some late night dancing at the Hudson Hotel. Also, we'll see if he makes it. Oh, yeah, can you imagine? That would be <laughs> yes, awesome. I can. <laughs> oh well, um, we'll we'll see how it turns out for old hot dog over here. Well, spinning our way into the topic, um, is the grass greener on the other side? I think it's a. It's a pretty good topic. It brings to light a lot of, you know, maybe looking at things in your life, um, how your life is comparing them to other people or maybe situations that you're in comparing them to people or you can maybe get into a little woe is me situation if you're in a rough, you know, valley in life and everybody around you is on a high in life. And uh, so I think there's a lot of directions to go with it. But uh, why don't we start out with, you know, I think comparing your 
or our lives with other people's lives. I think it's a, it's a human instinct to do in a lot of ways. And it's kind of easy to get caught up in, in some sort versus just looking at your plan and, and your purpose in life uh, and where God has you at that moment. Cause I'm a believer in where you are is where you're supposed to supposed to be and meant to be. Uh, and you get the free will to decide that. So it does create a little bit of a, a back and forth there, but I do think on the whole surrendering to where God has you is a, is a good place to start. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, just from a distance, look at other people, look at other people's lives, look at what they think is going on. So they basically build up a fantasy of, you know, what these people experience on a day-to-day basis that, you know, may from a distance look very appealing. Um, so I think that's a big trap for a lot of people where they're like, oh, look at this person. He's doing all this stuff. He's got all this. Everything looks wonderful for him. But you don't know what he's like. You don't know what what's going on at home. You don't know what those situations are, are like. So there could be something that the opposite could be going on. So I think it's something that for a lot of people, you know, you build up this fantasy of your expectation, what you believe is going on. But you know, you're not living in that person's shoes. You don't know what their day-to-day life may be like. It may not be a reality. And I think that's what happens for a lot mm-hmm. of people. No, I agree with you. I think that's kind of what leads to people looking over the fence. It's like, man, I'm just kind of doing my thing here. And they'd get, you know, they're looking over and seeing what other people have, what they're doing. And they're they're painting this picture of the life they want or the thing they wish they could have or the place they wish they could live or the person they wish they could be with. And and not really appreciating what they may have at that moment because on the other side, that person that they're envious of may have a very dark thing going on behind the scenes, you know, or something really sad. And so, you know, that'll be interesting to talk about like, you know, how do you look at your situation you're in and, and give God thanks for, and be grat- be grateful for where you're at and all the beauty that it does have. You know, I think it's just, if we're so busy and moving so quickly, we're always flying and looking for that next fork in the road that's going to take us where we think we'll be happy, but sometimes happiness is right where we're at. No doubt. And I think another thing that, that causes uh, some of that looking greener on the other side, especially nowadays, is a social media situation. You know, a lot of people, uh, known people personally who, man, it looks like they got it all going on. It's just the, the perfect thing out there. Maybe makes them feel good to put one thing or another out there, but it's not what it uh, necessarily seems. So I think that's a, a tough thing for, you know, anybody, but probably even kids, et cetera, who are growing up molding themselves. Y'all can probably talk a little bit about that. Um, constantly having stuff, you know, put within you and man, I need to be a certain way. Or I wish I was like that, or I wish I had like that, uh, that I think social media and just media in general, uh, makes it uh, a little more difficult nowadays than it would have been probably 20, 30 years ago. No, I agree. And I think, you know, looking at social media, media stuff, I think it's, more of the the highlights or the high moments that are going on in people's life. Um, you don't see a ton of people, you know, posting those low moments. So I think it's something that, you know, people look around and look at what other people have, what they're doing. Um, you know, that can discourage, discourage you where you are in your situation. But, you know, like Cece said, you know, if you can just be grateful for the things that you have and not be envious and look at, um, you know, what people are posting, uh, I think that goes a long way as as far as, um, you know, recognizing your self-worth, your value, and the things that you have and should be grateful for. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I have a little saying when I do injections. You know, I'm doing these spinal injections, and you put the needle, you know, at the target location, and let's call it a bullseye. Well, the bullseye is, is obviously great, but there's a little 10% give or take, and you're still going to get the same outcome. And a lot of times you have this sort of uh, – 
inclination to want to make a small adjustment, which at times it's it's okay to do, but sometimes depending on where you're injecting, like the neck, the threshold for making a one millimeter change could be the difference between being in the the right spot and being in an artery or something you shouldn't be. So I always say the enemy of good is better, right? So you're in some places where you're there, it's good, and that one little change could make it you know, really bad, even though your goal was to somehow make it a better shot, even though it was going to be fine. So, you know, I think about, you know, fine wine and, and some of these things, we, we joked about this before, like, you know, sometimes wine is better when it ages for 20 years and it takes time to get there, but it's in its perfect state. And, you know, the thing about relationships, you know, a lot of people are in a relationship and it's, they were used to that relationship for multiple years. And it's like, wow, this person's got something different on the other side. You know, it seems to be love and life, but you look at all the richness and beauty and um, and gifts that maybe that relationship gave you over the course of five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And I think a lot of people stray from those marriages and things, or I'm using that as an example, because they, they see the grass is greener, right? Hey, this person on the other side, you know, looks more youthful or more attractive in your mind, or it's just something about it that just is curious, even though you're missing the fact that all the beauty, what counts most has been with you the whole time. And um, that's definitely a situation where the grass isn't necessarily greener. No, I think you're right. And I think that happens a lot of times in relationships where, you know, people are like, well, you know, my partner isn't in as great of a shape as they used to be, or, you know, we used to do this or that. But, uh, you know, I think that's something that if people focused on, I think the divorce rate would go down significantly, significantly just looking at the, the different love and memories and the cherished time that you had together. The depth of that relationship. I mean, you just, it's, it takes years to get to that level. You know, if you hit the reset button, <laughs> you might marry a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see South Park? <laughs> I'm telling you guys. I've never seen South Park, actually. I've seen like an episode. Before you stray for a succubus, just look at what you got. It's probably awesome. <laughs> well, I think that leads to another thing, what you're saying right there, uh, an expectation. Again, you see something out there that you don't have or you wish you had or you wish you had a partner, spouse, whatnot. Um, and then you try to either create that within yourself or it becomes an expectation that you put on yourself that you would prefer to be a certain way or have so- something in your life a certain way, which then leads to un- unwanted and or unneeded cause stress on yourself just because you're you're trying to chase something that's not necessarily you. Because if it's not you and it doesn't fit with you and fit with you know God's plan for your life, then it's going to put an un- unneeded burden on yourself, I think, trying to set yourself up for the expectation. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the fantasy aspect of it now. You may not be living the way that you, that wouldn't be something that would be truly you and your personality. But then mm-hmm. once you start chasing something else that you've built up this expectation and your belief and, you know, once you capture it or catch it, then, you know, then reality is going to hit. You'll find out, oh, well, maybe I wasn't, you know, too accurate in this fantasy that I'd built up in my head. You know, one thought, and we, get, we can flip this thing around now, maybe talk about, when it might be greener, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. looking at yourself, maybe there's parts of your life where the field is drying up, right? It's getting wilted and it's just not as pretty as it used to be. And maybe for the better crossing the fence to greener grass could be a better option, whether it's your faith, you know, maybe the grass could oh, be no greener doubt. for your faith or personal development. I saw always make notes of books I read and this is just not a quote, but just some notes I made. It said, don't let tradition paralyze your mind, be receptive to new ideas be experimental, try new approaches, be progressive in everything you do. So it's kind of like a lot of times you become so stagnant in sort of um, the way we think, the way we believe that might be 
hurting us. And so maybe being open to something new and creative might open the door. Maybe the grass is greener for your ability to achieve something or, or become a better person, a better husband, better wife, a better Christian, whatever your thing is. What are, y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I think sometimes in life we're put in a situation where we are forced onto the other side of the fence with those cows where the grass is greener, John. <laughs> and we don't necessarily want to be there. We got to go through some self-purification, maybe some time with God, go down a route of growth that we didn't want to go down. And you got used to a tradition or a pattern that you were in, uh, feeling secure, safe, whatever. And then maybe an opportunity presents itself and it is actually greener there, but you got to go through something to get to it. And I think a lot of times in our life, we've got to climb those mountains uh, to get out of the valleys to, to get to the greener grass. No, I would agree. I mean, you know, there's a lot of growth that goes through pain and suffering that is certainly unwanted, um, you know, with broken relationships or other, um, you know, arguments with family, business partners, other things like that. But it may be something that you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel whenever you're going through that. But it it could be something that would open you up to a new special greater opportunity than you have. Yeah, think about sports injuries too. That's another example, uh, especially like nowadays with Fly like, Tuggy. Yeah, mm-hmm. FTB. I, I was thinking about him too. And, and a lot of times you come back stronger than you were. Uh, that could be in his case, or like a lot of times pitchers in baseball have Tommy John surgery and they come back throwing harder than they were throwing prior to the fact. So sometimes you go through something you didn't want to go through, but you came back better for it. It's almost like if that fence has barbed wire and electricity running through it. <laughs> It's probably worth the fight getting over that fence. But sometimes it's not to get to the green grass. You got to go through that pain. You got to take the shock, take the poke. But the reward is great. So especially if your life depends upon it, you know, if the field behind you is burning and it's closing in on that fence and the green grass is across it, but you got some wire that's pretty it's going to sting a little bit. Hey, you know, you might come out with a scar, too, but man, you're going to be in a much better place. Another something that comes along with this is uh, that I was thinking about is playing Monday morning quarterback. I, that saying of like you did something in your life and then someone else may have gone through the same thing with you and you're like, man, I, I should have done X, Y, and Z or I could have done this. And you, and you start that comparing game because of the way someone else did something. And, and sometimes it's great to do that because you can learn from it. But I think you can also get caught up in, no, maybe that was just the way that they did it with their mm-hmm. gifts and talents and this is the way that you're doing it. So I think that – there's that that old deal of try not to play the Monday morning quarterback after the fact with what you got or the decisions you did made. You can be happy with those decisions and feel good about them and what you've got in your life. No, I think there's an opportunity for the Monday morning quarterback kind of situation where you can reflect on on whatever may have happened. Uh, and, you know, there may be a lesson to be learned from it. But then, you know, obviously you don't want to dwell on it and, you know, ha- be something that you're just – you know, reminiscing on and, you know, have those things controlling your mind and, you know, just focusing on that uh, in an unnatural, healthy way. So I think it's good to uh, do a little bit of that, but, you know, settle it and then move forward um, after you put it to bed. Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's good to look at other people, maybe learn from their mistakes or some of the things they did that were right and take that in and maybe apply it to your life. But I think a lot of people, they, they want to be like the next person. They want to have the stuff, but God made you one of a kind before and after. There will never be another you. So it's like, you know, that's your story. Like, it's your story. That's who God made you to be, and no one will ever have the same story. So it's kind of beautiful when you look at it. It's like, oh, that's that person's story. And that's what they're going through. This is my journey. And so it'll be something that nobody can replicate, duplicate. You know, if you put it, you memorialize it in a book or autobiography, 
it would always be your story. Nobody could ever replace it. Yeah, and I think that's where most people get caught up. You know, they have the you know the fantasy mm-hmm. aspect where they can believe they believe that they can you know have some of what someone else has. And you know, your point is exactly on point. You know, we're all unique. We all handle things differently. We all do things differently. Um, so, if you can just celebrate that individuality and your gifts that God has given you, I think you'll be better off for it. You know, Johnny, you mentioned a couple of times the, the fantasy aspect, the mind. I think it speaks to the how powerful the mind can be because you can't fixate yourself on something or go to fantasy land on something. And your mind will literally, you think it enough, believe that that is where you're supposed to be. But it's just your mind and thoughts that's not a reality. What do you think about that part of it, how, how the mind plays a big role into this? No, I think that goes back to what we were talking about as far as relationships are concerned, where a lot of people fall into that um belief that oh man if i was with this person if we could do this um and you know they may leave their spouse uh, and you know pursue something that they perceive is a certain way but you know in reality you don't know what that is um so for a lot of people i think they find that that out the hard way and, and you know they will run into a situation where they have some regret and remorse for mm-hmm. for going through some of those um trying to live out some of the fantasies that they've created in their own head it's true. I mean, it's um, the mind is what controls everything. I mean, we let, we give it so much power to take over us, even though we have all the power in the world to shape our destiny. We go through this life as a zombie a lot of times, just being steered by all these fears and insecurities. And, you know, that's how, I mean, they got all these TV shows are making billions like Kardashians because people are like, I want the right. look, I want the money, I want the social status without looking at themselves and saying, hey, what gifts do I have to offer this world? And, you know, or if there's something they want to accomplish, like this person's reached this level of achievement and here I am, I haven't done it. They're lucky. I wish I was. No, you've got all the power in the world to do that. And people don't get that, I don't think. I think they just think they just accept the light, the hand that's been dealt to them. Um, yeah, I think a woe is me attitude comes with a lot of that. Exactly. In fact, and I'm glad we mentioned this. I'm reading a book. Um, and I just talked to the guys about it. It's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Man, I'm in the middle of it. It's pretty impressive. This is about an individual who had a very uh, rough upbringing. And I think anybody in society would look at his entire childhood and say, this person was going to be a statistic. And he's actually pretty accomplished. And I don't want to spoil it, but uh, definitely a book um, that I think y'all should look at and kind of speaks to some of these things. Got it written down, John. We're going to have to hop in. Yep. I should be able to get it on my uh, overdrive, so I'll definitely take a look at it. And I have seen that guy's inter- interview Perfect before. For Hawaii, man. So be a good uh, little. <laughs> oh, man, everybody be drugged out of sleep on melatonin, and John will be reading his book. <laughs> yeah, guys, you know I think for a lot of people, you know they they fall into the FOMO, the fear of uh, mm. you know missing out on something. So I think that you know, a lot of people are looking around and, and seeing what's going on in other people's lives that are seeing what kind of activities they're engaging in and they want to be part of that. Um, so I think that's a big part of what we're talking about here. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's, um, and when they look at those, I guess if you look at those things and you're discerning, okay, I need to change my relationship. I need to change my job. I need to change where I live or the people I hang out with rather than look at this sort of overarching sort of a or B Maybe you need to look at yourself and say, okay, I need to cross the fence of how I, you know, am I too selfish, right? Or am I, you know, not giving where I live the benefit of the doubt because I'm not getting to know people or I'm not getting to know my culture. So, you know, I think when you're concerned about missing out, look at what you've got 
And maybe it's right there in front of you the whole time. You just didn't let your mind and heart be open to accepting it. And it's just crazy. It could change your outlook on what you perceive as being the lack or the, the thing you're missing. Yeah, I agree. And I, I am a definite uh, fear of missing out person over here. Want to be involved in a lot of ways. But I, I've come to discover over time, it's good to be kind of what Craig's saying. I just don't want to miss out on something that God necessarily planned for me or something that's uh, important in my life, a gift, a talent. And in one of my cases, trying to dual live in the highlands or traveling, uh, not comparing that to how other people are doing it, do it and doing it in the way that I kind of see fit the best way to do it, you know, with what I got going in my life. Because at the end of the day, I could be looking at how someone else is doing it and learn from them, which is great to do, but also their life and their circumstances is not what mine is. So it's not, you know, the, a cookie cutter, not, not two and of the same. So I've got to try to pair with my life and with the goals in my life and in accordance with, you know, what that plan is versus exactly how someone else is doing it. Yeah. You know, it's impossible to compare one person's life and experiences and what's good for them to another. And, uh, you know, I think it's a trap that a lot of people fall into, but it's something that, you know, if you are mindful and discern those situations, I think it'll, it'll work out a lot better for you. I think you're right, Steve. Just um, when you're looking at your life and you're looking at your relationships and your job and your friendships and kind of where you're at and where you want to be, do what he said, discern. You know, there's a discernment process where you can pray about it and think about it and look at yourself and maybe where you haven't elevated your potential or whether that's the people you need to meet, the things you need to do to become a better person. Um, just really look at all of that because sometimes the grass is beautiful on the other side and it's worth traveling, but sometimes you're, you're walking through the thick, beautiful grass and you're being tempted by the, the stale uh, poison stuff on the other side. So just uh, life throws you all kind of opportunities. And so I think it's important to be open to all of those. Speaking of opportunities, I think it might be a good opportunity for somebody to do a hit the brakes, pump the gas, or is it vice versa? Oh, man, <laughs> remember is remember Hot Dog used to back, back those up? Man, he struggled. I think Hot Dog has got struggled. one. Still doing. You know, Craig, I'm not going to make fun of you for that. I'm like, I was made fun of. Quite often, I'm going to stick with them. I'm going to hit the gas here. And yes. Yes, it. <laughs> <laughs> John's coming out with his own time. Oh, man, that's a positive. Man, I, um, I am going to hit the gas, and it's kind of funny. It is goes in line with the topic of the grass being greener and being forced sometimes into another pasture, and that's pretty much what happened to me. Long story short, I was set to go on a solo trip to the Highlands. Mm-hmm. And Good idea. Was going week before last. Uh, the morning of flying out, American sent me a text. I was going to the Halloween festival, so I was trying to fly out on Halloween, get there for that afternoon. Cannon was over there. What were you going to dress up as? Myself. Which oh is. my God! He's gonna, he's gonna wear the hot dog suit. Hot dog suit. <laughs> so Dude, that would have been a hit. That would have been a cold hot dog. I could have already st- <laughs> <laughs> could have hopped up to the fire the pit and been roasted. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna do that, and at one fifty four a.m., American sends me a text and says, "Hey, um, sorry, but we're not gonna be able to get you there until the next day." So I was pretty pretty bummed out about the whole situation, and called John for some advice that morning, John. John picked me up a little bit in my what was me party I had going on. And then, I mean, I had been visualizing this trip for a month in my morning, like how I was going to mm. do it, what exactly I was going to do. Um, it fell apart on me. Well, I've now turned this into what is appearing to be a better opportunity. <laughs> uh, the grass is turning greener by the day. So, um, but again, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. Gotta get there first. So, I'm now going to the Food and Wine Festival this weekend. Never been. It's a big hit. And one of my favorite people, Amos Lee, is playing over there. So 
And I'm bringing Alexandra along for the ride here. So we get the place, everything's sold out, all the tickets, etc. And I'm trying to get to the Saturday event to watch Amos Lee. And this morning, I was on a waiting list. I got the acknowledgement that I got the tickets. And American refunded me 12,500 miles. I mean, they refunded my miles and gave me an extra 12,500. Dude, I only spent 7,000 to go on the trip. So I got 7,000 back plus 12,500. So I'm kind of about miles ahead. I think going on a better weekend. And I'm seeing Amos Lee. I mean, hey, kind of out okay. that hey, is we're awesome. probably worried about your legal skills. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's the hot dog man in Lake Charles. Give him extra miles. We need some extra. <laughs> so, you know, I'm hitting the gas. Going to bring my way back up there. Fight my way through some of the good old perseverance situation here. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a be a fun time. We'll see what happens. Can't wait to hear about it. Hopefully also, I don't get injured man. after like last time. Yeah, you know, just watch out for the uh, icy It's going to be spots. cold, man. 24 is the level. They get you some spikes oh, wow. in your shoes. Yeah, um, 24, man. Hope you got a good driver on board. <laughs> I'm driving that car, baby. Oh, man. Well, hopefully God is with me at the helm. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We, uh, we're going to end it on that. We appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. If you get a chance to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we have heard some wonderful stories lately about... Um, uh, the the input people have had on listening to the podcast and some impact. So we appreciate that. Anytime uh, you have that, we'd love to hear it. Till next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?